Because you know what, I was making my choices back and forth, back and forth, but then I just gave up and I said, forget it. You know what, I think this guy's going to get it. I thought Mazadov was going to run in there with the with that adrenaline, but he, he tried to. He tried to in the first round. Right, right. He right. carried right. him through about 25 seconds. 25 seconds, though. That's all. That's all he got. But he, when I saw Usman take some of them shots, I was just like, yo, this dude's just eating them like the cupcakes. Like, give it to me. Give me another one. <laughs> give me that one. Give me that one too. I'll take some crumbs off, off, It's the lunch break hot take with Jose and Rodney. All right, what's going on, lunch breakers and takers? This is another episode of the lunch break hot take. I am Jose, and this is Rodney, and we're here live with Sadiq. What's up, Sadiq? Hold on, everybody. And we got Eric. What's hey, up, Eric? Hey, man. Like, what's going on, everybody? Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, man. We're here to discuss some USC 251. Fight Island. Fight Island. It <laughs> just happened last night. Uh, we're going to go over the results. Turned out to be, like you said, Fight Warehouse. Yeah. Warehouse. Well, yeah. Let's discuss that first before we even get into the card. Let's discuss the whole setup because I don't know about you guys, but I thought when I heard Fight Island, I had in my mind there's going to be an octagon set up you know, outside somewhere, maybe near the beach or just out in the open. And, you know, we're going to see the scenery and we're going to see some guys fight on an island. And instead, we got Royal Farms Arena. And it looked like a, an arena or, or a hangar or something. Like it didn't, it, didn't look like, it didn't even look like a typical setup for, for a USC event. I mean, if it was Royal Farms Arena, they should at least had like the, I mean, the chicken fingers with the wedge fries or something. That's, that's what I thought. In there, or like at least had it on the side of the ring so people know when they go to Royal Farms, you're going to get some good, you know. You're gonna but get I mean, did you see when they were in their rooms, they didn't even have like a ceiling? They didn't have a ceiling. Another thing is that Dana White and the marketing at UFC, I, it's just it's just unbelievable the way they tried to do, try to pull this around people. Because when I saw that commercial, I thought it was going to be on the water. That's what I it thought. It would be a beautiful background. They're going to be fighting outside in an octagon. That's what I thought was about to happen. But, yeah, it, was, it wasn't that. As, yeah, as it was, I mean, if you told me they were still in Jacksonville, I'd be like, yeah, yeah looks like it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Me, personally, I didn't really think that they were going to do it on the beach. You know, they've never done a, a, a fight card, like, outdoors, like, in the history of the UFC, I don't think. All right, Captain Practicality. All right, they called saying, it Fight Island. So they painted the a fan- certain picture. The fans kind of went with that little fight island and they're going to, you know, do it on a boat. And then the UFC kind of like, you know, they fed into like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Sidney, you're right about that. They've never done anything like that before, but Dana pitched it that way. You know, fight island. Fight island is real, right? Like, they've never done anything like fight island. Right. Well, not for UFC, but for boxing, they have done outside before. Yeah. Like in Vegas and they did it in uh, Africa. Uh, when what when Ali fought? Uh, well, there. Pacquiao when Pacquiao fought that Australian dude, that was outside. Yeah, yeah, in, in Brisbane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's not a. It's, it's not like we've never seen you know combat sports done outside before. So yeah, of course we assumed it's going to be outside. Like, what was the whole point of 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 doing it over there? Well, it, you you said before that it has something to do like some of the fighters not being able to get to the U.S. Is that is that what it was? Yeah, I think that was the main thing. They just it was easier to fly people into Abu Dhabi than, you know, Las Vegas. So it was just easier for the fighters. I think that, that was a big thing, you know. 
but uh yeah yeah fire island is i mean that's a little um misrepresentation of what the event really was like yeah i guess you're on an island but you're not really uh seen anything different well what it really was was the first piece of good marketing out of ufc and and maybe their history yeah yeah i think if they if they couldn't do it on the beach like maybe they did think about doing it and it it didn't work out they could have at least they maybe you know designed the the octagon to look you know yeah beach vibes maybe yeah. like blue instead of the black uh yeah. cage like, absolutely, or absolutely. like sandy canvas or something like i feel like they could have done something yeah absolutely absolutely they i mean they could have changed that vibe up inside of there to make it feel more like the area that they were in and like i agree with that like 100 percent. so dana yeah yeah you got some free pub off of that one buddy like, like yeah he, yeah he did uh, yeah. yeah. So okay. So let's move into the main cards. The first fight was pretty much how everybody expected it to go. Paige Van Zandt versus um Amanda Hebus. Amanda Hebus. And that was over quickly. Hebus submitted her, I don't know, like ninety seconds. <laughs> I was yeah. I mean, yeah. I got up to go get some chips and it I came back and she was done. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And he, you know, you you called it when we were discussing it offline. I mean um, Hebus is a serious fighter. Uh, Van Zandt just isn't. Well, yeah, she couldn't break a sweat or anything. She had to have her, her Instagram photo shoot after the fight. Like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get out of there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Paige. I mean, she's shown that she's shown that consistency of doing that in the ring. The first time I think when she lost was what shocked her, and then like she wasn't ever the same after that coming in the ring. I don't think she took it serious. I think right. she stepped away also for a little while at one point in time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, especially when I heard the interview of her talking about like how much money she makes outside of the UFC. Exactly. That's when I realized like her heart's not in it. You know, she can make yeah. a lot more money. You know, less risk, make a lot more money in like Dancing with the Stars or uh, you know, promoting at uh, you know, brands on Instagram rather right. than fighting. So that's why I was like, her heart's not gonna be in it. And Reba's it comes to fight. You know, she's 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 yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't blame Paige. Right, right. I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't blame her. I mean, like, I mean, that's fine. But I mean, if, if you go to Vegas and you want to make some money on that bet real quick, hey, take me with you because I'll go ahead and call it every time. I know what they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know. All right. So that's all this, you know, there is to say about that one. Let's move on to the next fight. Yeah. Uh, up next was uh, Rose Namajunas in a rematch with Jessica Andrade. You know, they fought a little over a year ago. Rose was, was looking outstanding to open up that fight. And then she had uh, Andrade in some kind of a hold. And Andrade picked her up, dropped her on her head, knocked her out, fight over. Then she, you know, Andrade went on to defend the belt against uh, Jean Wei Li. Got, got uh, slept in about 42 seconds. Yeah. And yeah. so here we are with the rematch. Rose came out on top. It was closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think, you know, she looked, she looked really good in the first couple of rounds and then she, she had a, you know, she got her nose busted open. I thought maybe it was broken, but in that third round, she was really focused on just kind of protecting her, her face more yeah. so than, uh, than, than attacking Andrade. I was, I was pretty impressed with Andrade personally, cause I thought Rose was going to be able to get out get her out of there in the first round mm-hmm. or at least stop her. But, you know, she definitely made some adjustments. She's still, you know, a top fighter in the division, but, you know, I'm pretty happy for Rose. I'm a big fan of hers, and, you know, she's finally back on track. I don't know if she should go straight into a title shot after this fight, but I think uh, she's probably one or two fights away from a title shot. 
Yeah, I think um, like I think from seeing the first fight uh, and seeing the way Rose lost that first fight, um, my concern for her coming in was was she worried about um, like Andrade's strength because Andrade's obviously strength was much more than what Rose's, but as she did, I mean, she was picking her apart and she kind of slacked up a little bit. And I think Andrade, when she did capture with those shots, then Rose did go on that defense. So if she is going to get a title shot, I, I would say that she should go maybe go maybe two more fights before even jumping at that title. Make sure that she's fine, fine. I mean, yeah. fine tuned, you know. Yeah, um, she's an excellent striker, you know. And um, yeah, yeah. It's funny because you look at her; she's all skin and bones. And you think, man, how's she gonna hold up? But hold man, up, she's man. very skilled. She's very skilled, yeah. Yeah. and um. I think that was a good fight for her, you know, regain some confidence because she took some good shots. Yeah, she did. You know, and, and she finished strong. So, yeah, you know, um, yeah, probably Wei Lee might should be the next next fight for her. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't really want to. Yeah, I'm a big Rose fan. I'm not sure that she can hang with with Wei Lee. Well, I don't think anybody can hang with Wei Lee right now. But you know, if, if you're moving up, you know, that's that's the next person yeah. in line, you know, for, for a title shot. Yeah, I mean, I think the UFC, they might, you know, offer that shot, but I think she should turn it down. I think, you know, Ooh, give her. She fight, uh, uh, I think Tatiana Suarez is pretty good. You know, she's another guy, another fighter who's, a, you know, on the cuffs of a title shot. So that might be a, a good fight for both of them. But uh, I just, you know, even just listen to her talk about, like, her mindset you know, while she was a champion and, you know, all that. I don't know if it's a smart thing to do just to throw her right back into a title shot. You know, that might, I don't know. I think in the long run, she should have a couple tune-up fights. Maybe not tune-up fights, but, yeah. you know, a couple of fights before she gets back in the mix. But no, right. no, no, you, no you're, you're right. It's the right train of thought. Tune-up fights, right? I mean, that's what you call it in boxing. That, you know, it's just, UFC doesn't like to do that, but that's what it should be. You want some fights that will help her build her confidence back. And Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. If if you know, she lost some confidence over over time. She needs some time to kind of build herself back up. You see that happen in boxing all the time, where boxers kind of have this resurgence. It's because they took their time, you know, taking on the right fights, fine tuning uh, some of their skills, and going on a run and regaining their confidence. You know, so yeah, same thing in UFC, and I, I can see Rose going on that path. Yeah. How old is she? You guys know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure she's like in her. Mid twenties, like she's still pretty young. I think she's twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, I think she's twenty eight. They can just take her, take their time with her. You know, she's only had like eleven pro fights, so yeah, a lot. You know, the ceiling's pretty high for her. I think if they do it right, you know, she can be champion again, and then maybe hold it for a while. Yeah, yeah, twenty eight. Just Tw- turned twenty eight. Okay, yeah. Same thing with Max Holloway. I didn't realize Max Holloway was so young. Yeah, yeah. he just. I I think when you start young. And you fight for a while, you get burned out. You, you need to take a little time off. Yeah. And then come back, you know. Well, because it's more rigorous than what it was for, like, let's say the Uriah Faber coming up. These guys that they're coming up against now, these guys are much faster, much stronger, and, and you know, better all around strikers, grapplers, like whatever you want to call it. And they fight too often, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, they fight at least three times in a, in a year. I think that's too many. Yeah. But Dana, Dana pushes him for that. Dana, Dana wants all of his fighters to do that. Well, since you since you brought up uh, Max, I guess we can we can talk about that robbery. The the only reason I was not a hundred percent on my picks, Max Holloway yeah. and Alexander Volkanovsky. Went, I, I had Holloway split decision, 
and it was a split decision and it just went the wrong way. I, I felt like the first two rounds for sure went to Holloway. You know, he knocked Volkanovski down in both rounds. Right. I thought that he had the third round also. Like, I thought that was his most decisive round. Yeah. I mean, you know, Volkanovski, good fighter, really talented fighter. He put up a good fight. You know, he came back towards the end and, you know, I mean, he, he looked really good. And hey, I could see giving him the last couple rounds, mm-hmm. but I thought that Holloway already had it wrapped up by that point. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. I don't know. I don't know what the judges were looking at. It was, uh, you know, you can make the argument that Holloway lost the first fight, but, but this fight, I think, you know, Holloway, he definitely should have got the, the nod on this one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I think, I, think yeah. I mean, Holloway, Holloway was striking him so much better. And I just thought, like, yeah. uh, it, it, I don't know. I, I don't know what the judges were, were seeing. I don't know if Dana maybe had some. I mean, I keep calling his name, but shoot. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> listen, so, listen, that dude likes to set up things a certain way sometimes. So, you know. So, where, where does Max Holloway go from here? Because, you know, I, I think – you know, he should have he should have walked away from that, getting his belt back and regained some confidence. And, you know, that could have been a star of another streak for him. Right. You know, so yeah. if there's any justice in the world, he's gonna go from here into a third fight with Volkanovsky where he gets his belt back. Because I mean, like I said, he should be champ right now. Yeah, but I think yeah. he has a lot of options. He even has some options at, you know, one fifty five. You know, he fought there last year and lost against Poirier, but I mean, there's, a, there's an option. You know, he lost twice to Volkanovski, and it's kind of hard to make the case for another title shot, even though even though Dana says that he's not – I don't know if he'll push for another fight uh, with them too. So I think maybe even go up to 155 and see maybe a fight with Tony Ferguson or you know, one of those top guys. I think that'd be exciting. Yeah. I mean, 155, I mean – that's going to be an interesting thing for him, though, because 155, uh, what, what, those, what those boys hit. Now, I know he can hit, too, but when he went up against Poirier last, last time when he was up in there, I mean, whew. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, like, when I saw the ending of that, I was like, man, I wouldn't want that smoke. Not at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, it's a tough thing to ask him to move up and fight one of the top guys at that weight class. That might just be a little too much for him. But, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the uh, fight for the uh, vacant. Was it the bantamweight? Yeah. Yeah. Jose Aldo versus uh, Peter Yan. That was a pretty exciting fight. Um, Aldo for a minute looked like he was going to take it. Peter Yan looked a little. uh, He looked like a beaten man. And then Aldo, in my opinion, I think he just ran out of steam at the end. Yan looked very, very confused that they were allowed to throw kicks in the UFC. Yeah. Like he he saw Aldo lifting up his leg and he's like I don't know what to do with that. Those kicks, man. <laughs> Aldo was putting some power into those kicks, man. I oh, yeah. I can feel them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Aldo was looking sharp those first earlier rounds, but deep and but but I agree. Uh, like he did gas out, and it's just his. It's just he's trying to hold on to that legacy, and it, it looks like the transition's about to start happening. Well, I mean, already has happened, really. So but yeah, I mean, Aldo, man. That dude was sharp those first two rounds. Yeah, I mean, he was. First, first, I mean, like, he, I mean, he was definitely sharp. I don't know where he goes. Uh, I don't know what he does after this one. If that was the first time he actually committed to throwing the light kicks. Like his well, last right, few yeah. fights, yeah, he just he it was just, he was just a boxer, really. But yeah, I don't know. I think he should retire. 
especially with that extra beating he took towards the end with the late stoppage, you know. Yeah. Yes, let's talk about that for a second. Um these these refs, man. Uh so before the before the main card even went on, we were watching a prelim. Do you remember those two who were fighting? Like you talking about the late stoppage with the with, with the with the three fouls. With the yeah, the guy with oh, the three fouls. Uh, yeah, it was Leonardo something. Yeah, Santos. Dos Santos. No, no, that wasn't Dos Santos. It was before Dos Santos. There's two. Dos Santos. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah, it was like Leonardo Dos Santos. I tell you, I, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Dos Santos uh, be whack ever. Like you, when you get the name Dos Santos, like, you, you have to be. It's like it's like getting your black belt. You, you have to be. Uh, it's like Ronaldo in soccer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the guy. So basically, what happened? The guy he was fighting hit him with two low blows in the in the same round, and the ref didn't take a point. Right, the first low blow he needed five minutes, the whole five minutes to recover. Second time he needed a minute or two to recover. Then in the same round, he goes to the ground, and the guy just knees him in the head, which is supposed to be a disqualification. Right, and the ref finally takes away two points, and it's like how many how many fouls does this guy get before you you know you, you penalize him you know and he almost knocked the dude out but thankfully it was at the end of the the round it was the third round he made it through the fight and he got the decision but you had that ref that's not really taking control of the of the fight right and then fast forward into the jose aldo and peter yon matchup it's the fifth round i understand you you know you want to let aldo who was a champion and, and a great fighter kind of finish out the fight, but it's too early in that fifth round. He's taking a massive beating. He's balled up. You know, Jan is on top of him just delivering blows, and he can't do anything about it. You got to stop the fight, and he let it go on for a full minute and a half, it seemed like. You know, yeah. uh, these reps have to do a better job protecting fighters. Yeah, and, and even the, uh, the, the prelim fight that we were talking about, Leonardo Santos and Roman Bogotov. Bogotov? Yeah. They, uh, early in that fight, Santos nearly knocked out Bogotov and he had him on the ground and he was pounding on him, pounding on him, pounding on him. You know, Bogotov wasn't doing anything. What was barely defending himself, if at all. And like the only reason he survived is because the ref let it go on so long that Santos punched himself out like, and he was exhausted. And then, you know, Bogotov started to come back a little bit towards the end of that round. But I swear, like, it's like the, the refs think they're fans sometimes just in there watching. Like, like, they don't have an active role in what's going on in these fights. Well, well, you know, I was thinking at some point after seeing it, I thought, at one, like, are they playing into just kind of letting it go to try to get more, like, more marketing? Like, is Dana, I mean, not Dana, but, uh, it, like, is the UFC letting it be a little bit more lenient because of the situation that we're, that they're really the only main live sport that we're seeing besides yeah. like car racing and stuff. So are they like letting things slide a little bit more to get, like to get, make sure that they get good views on this stuff? No, that's a, that's a, that's an excellent point. E. That's an excellent point. You know, like I, like I wouldn't, I'm not saying that they would condone doing that. Like they shouldn't condone doing that, but I'm just thinking like, but somebody spoken to like, Hey, like let the guys wink it a little bit more, you know, you know, like we don't have fights every, you know, like every week. So I, I mean, no, that's that's an excellent point. I could I could definitely see that conversation going on, where they say, "Hey, let these fighters just fight." You know, they may not they may not say, "Hey, let it go on that long," but it's it's understood. Hey, we're gonna let these fighters fight. We're expecting a lot of eyes on us. We're the only sport really going on right now. Well, boxing's starting to come back, 
but we, right. we want to put on a, a show. So let these fighters just go at it. Right. But it's a fine line right there, right? Because, yeah, you want to see some exciting knockouts. You want to see those, you know, ex- exchange of strikes and things like that. But you also don't want somebody to get seriously injured or killed in the ring, right? Because that's going to be a turn right. to, to a lot of, of uh, casual fans. Well, when I saw them, what really made me pay attention when they really started doing that was when Mazadov, uh, even though the dude he was going against was super disrespectful or whatever, when he caught him with that knee, this was like a long, this was a, I guess the fight that got him kind of. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So after he clipped him with the knee, then he gave him two more or three more blows. Yep. I was yeah, like, yo, he's blows. out, yo. Like, you don't even need to do all that, yeah. man. Like, seriously. I just think there there needs to be like a standard with the refereeing. You can't be like, all right, this guy's a champion, and you can let the fight go on a little bit longer just because he's a champion. Yeah. Right. Or I think like maybe in like certain positions, you can be like, all right, if he doesn't defend himself, if he doesn't stand up, and he's just taking blows for you know thirty seconds, then the fight's over. Because then the fighter knows that he's like, all right, I, have, I can't just stay here. Or even if he wants to give up, he's like, all right, I only have thirty more seconds, and then the ref's gonna stop the fight because. You have to be able to give fighters like a way out because they're not they're not gonna tap out. Yeah, no, that nobody would look wants to quit for them. Like they don't want to tap yeah, out yeah. the strikes. That's like the worst thing that can happen yeah. in an MMA fight. And they're not gonna. I mean, their way of saying like I'm done is just curling up in a ball. Yeah. But even that's not enough for the referee because they just like they just you know yeah that's exactly what Aldo did. <laughs> but you know, and I think that it's a combination of things where, like you said, no fighter. I mean, no athlete in any sport wants to quit. No. Ever right, but especially in in combat sports where that warrior mentality and that pride plays such a a big role in it. So nobody wants to quit. And then also, I think you know a lot of you got a lot of uh, of hardcore UFC fans who really just want a blood sport. Like they're not there to appreciate the skill that these guys put on display. They just want people to go in there and start swinging. I think even the average fan can see, right. like, when the fight goes on too long. Like, I like a good, you know, slugfest, but when you got a guy just curled up and just taking blows, then this kind of evolves into, like, just right. Taking, right. Like, but but what, what I'm saying is yeah, that it's brutal. What, what I'm saying it's is hard to watch. the fighters don't want to quit, and the fans don't want to see referees stop fights. They want to see guys taking punches. They yeah. want to see guys, you know, busted open. They want to see guys yeah. bleed. They want to see guys get knocked out. Yeah. They don't want to see referees diving in and saving saving fighters. Because like there was a lot of backlash with the Masvidal Diaz fight when the when the mm. doctor stopped that fight, right? And yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. Are like, and, and why? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Even that in the you guys remember the Tony Ferguson Cerrone fight yeah. when his oh, eye yeah, was completely yeah. closed and then the fans were booing him because you know. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they're not allowed to fight any, any longer. What was his name? Robbie Lawler had half of his lip hanging off of his face, and they didn't stop that fight. Nope. Sure enough, they didn't. Matter of fact, they had the camera zoom in on it even more. Yeah, because they, they, that's what the people want to see. The people want to see. And then also, if you think about it, you know, Aldo is still a pretty big draw for the UFC. You know, even though he's kind of out of his prime, he's still a big draw. So at some point, you know, you think Dana would be like, all right, he's an older fighter. We still want to use him a little bit longer. So if he does get in this position, stop the fight because we don't want him to take too much damage. So we want him to fight later in the year. So yeah. it'd be like, all right, if he if you see him, you know, starting to fade or he's getting hurt, just stop it early, you know. Right. And also, just just adding to that, to keep that fighter's confidence, 
up a little bit. If you stop it early enough, yeah, he might think in his head, oh, I could have came back, you know, like, I'm not, you know, I I wasn't beaten too bad. But you get beat like that, it makes you... uh, it makes you reevaluate uh, your your whole career, right? Because now yeah. today, you know, yeah. you might you might look at that and say, "No, I can't, I can't take a beating like that anymore. I'm I'm done." Family to watch you get beat up like that. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. There's still a level of maturity that USC needs to elevate to before it can get on the same level as boxing. I don't want to keep comparing it to boxing; it's two different sports. But there's certain things that UFC hasn't quite figured out yet. Right. Yeah, things like that. When a protective fighter, uh, even for the corner, you know, we talked about that on one episode. How, who, which fighter was that? That he, he said he, yeah, the oh, no, the one where he was saying he was done. He's like, I'm done. The corner's like, no, no, you know, you gotta go oh, out there. They ended up stopping the fight, right? the, yeah, yeah, but the, but the, the corner, fighter had to ask like six, seven times yeah. before you know. They, they and and the, and the corner sent them out. They're like, nope, go on, you're good. And he got stood there, and the ref had to ask, like, are you good? And he's like, no, right. You have to know when when the stone is tower, and your fighter shouldn't be in, in a position to say, "Hey, I'm done." You should be able to look at what's going on, and then throw in the towel and and protect your fighter that way. Not just not just from getting a beating, but also from scrutiny from the public. Right? We saw we saw Deontay Wilder get you know get beat up by by Tyson Fury, and the the corner threw in the towel, and he was like, "Well, why'd you do that?" Well, because you're getting crushed. That's why you're you're doing that, and look, we'll set up, we'll, we'll go and clean it up and we'll set up, you know, part three and it's all good, but you have to protect your fighter. You got to know when your fighter doesn't have it. Didn't he, like, fire his trainer? Who? Or his coach that, that threw in the title? Uh, yeah, I think he did. But Maybe, you have to look matter. past that. Yeah. You know, you're in a position where, uh, you know, not only training the, the fighter, trying to get him ready for a fight, you're in a position where you're responsible for their safety. To, to a certain degree. Like, he might not like it, mm-hmm. but, you know, a, a fighter's going to like it a lot less if they if they get a permanent injury because you didn't stop the fight. Yep, I agree. I yeah. agree. I know yeah. with, like, Anthony Smith, he actually tells his corner not to stop the fight. Like, his coaching, his his teammates and his coaches not to stop the fight or they'll they'll never be in this corner. I heard that, too. But even in that, like, that, that I still sense. wouldn't listen. And you can always justify that. Like, like hey, okay. You can fire me. I know we had this agreement, but I have to protect you. You know, I can't let you go out there and take too many beatings like that because, yes, you're a lion heart, right? You got the heart of a lion. I understand that, but you don't have the skills of a lion. Right. So if you're not going to protect yourself, I'm not going to sit there and just watch you get your head kicked in. You have to do something. You can't just sit there and just take a beating and just hope the other guy gasses out and you get a lucky punch. That's what they're, that's what they're hoping for. Right. That's not skill. Show me that you can that you can take this guy. If not, you're done. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, speaking of uh, not being on the same skill level, oh, the uh, main event: Kamaru Usman versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> Yo, I like the way that transition went. That was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that got my attention real quick. I was like, Woo. <laughs> game bread versus the Nigerian nightmare. That went the distance, and it was painful for a lot of people to watch, not me, because I can respect the art of MMA, right? And, yeah, you know, I'm sure if, if you're rooting for Masvidal and, and you can hear the mic pick up all his, his gasping for breath, 
It was a little tough. It was a little tough to watch. <laughs> what happened to the mind? Hey, man, what happened? Did you to did you hear e? that? I mean, ah, ah, ah. what happened to running up those damn uh, uh, bridges? I mean, the bridge in Miami, man. <laughs> Y'all know I lived in South Florida for a very long time. Yeah, there yeah. are no hills out there. I don't care how much running you do, and you saying the heat helps you. There are no hills, so <laughs> you better make sure that you're definitely ready to go. And, all right, Eve, you know, give us your take. Give us your take on, on that fight. Break it down. On the, I mean, I know why Mazadov took it because it was, it was kind of like a nothing to lose kind of like yeah, like mentality and the money. So he's going to go for the money like right away. Right. Whatever that payout was, I don't know what it was. But but I think, you know, after watching him and stuff, Mazadov's a good fighter. I'm never ever going to take that away from him. I think he's a great fighter. I like him in the MMA. I think he's great. But he may have bit off more than he should. He, he could chew. And I was in a limbo with this because, you know, because, you know, I was making my choices back and forth, back and forth. But then I just gave up and I said, forget it. You know what? I think this guy's going to get it. I thought Mazadov was going to run in there with the with that adrenaline. But he, he tried to. He tried to in the first round. Right. He, did. Right. he, he tried carried to him through about 25 round. seconds. 25 <laughs> seconds, though. That's all. That's all he got. But he when I saw Usman take some of them shots. I was just like, yo, this dude just eating them like the cupcakes. Like, give it to me. Give me another one. <laughs> give me that one. Give me that one, too. I'll take some crumbs also. And I was just like, man. And then when Usman just started breaking them down, and even though Jorge was smiling, that smile was the gas more air. I mean, I get it. He's trying to, <laughs> he's trying to play that, play that, play that role and play that position that, you know, he's the bully. But it didn't work with Usman. And I saw one thing that was really uh, – I, I, this is how I know he was – this is how I know he was whipping it at. Uh, Usman was stomping his feet every time he got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine if somebody stomping my feet – I'd be like, hold on, time out, man. You got to stop doing that. That's not fair. <laughs> Usman got them – listen, like y'all saw his feet. Usman got look, some type look, of feet look. that hurt, man. I'm telling you, like people were joking about that. All he did was stomp his feet and give him that shoulder, the the, the shoulder bump. Yeah, but that shoulder was jacking his jaw up. Yeah, <laughs> come come fourth round, Masvidal couldn't even walk forward. Yeah. <laughs> Usman was like, "Come in, come come on, keep coming over here." And Usman just those last two rounds, Usman was just ragdolling him around that ring, Boy, like man. like like at will. It was. It was very impressive to see his strength compared to Mazadov. And Mazadov, I'll be honest, I know he had six days, but he was definitely eating burgers and eating chicken wings because you could tell when he was coming out, his physique was not nowhere near as what he was when he was over uh, when he was with Diaz or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, but that's still, you know, skills paid the bills, man. And that's what happened. The skills paid the bills, and Usman still has his gold. So Mazadov, I don't know if he – Coming from this, I don't know if he gets another match at Usman. I think his best bet is possibly go maybe see Nate again, but I don't think Nate should yeah. even be fighting anymore. So, I, I mean, I don't really know where Mazadov goes. I think this is either a make or break where his career is either going to keep on going if he wins his next match or if he gets the right match or either he's going to start to dwindle down, you know, in the UFC water much that Dana likes to do a lot of times with, with these guys. He likes to use them for hype runs real quick, and then, all right, I'm good with you. See you later. On the next big thing. Uh, so Usman, you know, Usman, he's good, but Mazda, uh, 
Jorge, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah, I'll give him, I'll give Masvidal props for, you know, making it the whole five rounds because I thought after, like, the second round, like, he was going to be done and yeah. Usman was going to pick him yeah. apart. But yeah, I feel, I think, yeah, the Nate Diaz fight is probably his best bet. You know, I think he's still looking for those money fights. So I think, yeah. you know, a rematch with Nate Diaz would probably be, you know, most profitable for him. But, but do you think people are really going to see – they want to fight. I mean, listen, like you guys say, he knows how much I love Diaz. But after seeing what Jorge did to him, I was like, yo, I don't want him to fight no more. Like, yeah, I personally don't want to see it because like, I think like I personally do not again. want to see him fight no more. Like he got hurt that fight. Like he really got hurt. He can say he tough and this and that. Let's let's run it back, nah, dude. Like you, he hurt you. <laughs> like I'm good. <laughs> like, like I'm good. Like I know he's a warrior, but lay it down on us. He gonna be like his brother Nick. He ain't far off from that, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as far as what's next for Masvidal, I, I honestly think it is going to be a Nate Diaz fight, whether uh, whether he should still be in the octagon or not. Um, and, I, and I look at guys like Masvidal and Diaz, like they're, they're, they're kind of necessary for UFC, and I, and I don't know if UFC even realizes it. They're, you know, they're good fighters. They're entertaining fighters. They're, you know, and they're popular. People like them. But they're a step or two down from the elite level guys, right? So you don't want to throw Masvidal in with Usman. You know, you don't want to throw him in with, you know, with guys like, like, like Woodley, who's on that long streak. You don't want to put him in. The, he's just going to, he's going to get washed and then people are going to forget about yeah, him. Yeah, make him look bad. You, you, you know, they need to be like, you know, I say we don't want to always compare it to boxing, but, you know, they are, they are combat sports. But they had uh, Gotti and Ward, right? Nobody was mistaking those guys for, you know, world-class champions or anything right they had their level they stuck to their level they fought three times they didn't fight for anything they, they fought because they were entertaining and the crowd wanted to see it the ufc right. needs more fighters like that um but you know they, they just kind of stumble into things you know i think masvidal really made himself you know he, and he you know he had the, the the knee on Askren that got people paying attention then he came out with the bmf belt and went at you know the people's champ in, in Diaz, right? Yeah. So that wasn't really the UFC that made that happen necessarily. Uh, right. But they, they really do need to start, you know, we, we talk about they need to, to push their superstars or, or, you know, turn their fighters into superstars by promoting them. They also need to kind of groom that tier two and three, you know, so that there are just more fighters out there that people are interested in watching. Yeah, because that's, that's what I like about the BMF belt, right? It's a fake belt, but... It's perfect for the Masvidal, the Diaz types out there that aren't quite good enough to be champions or consistent champions, right? Right. But they're popular fighters, they're entertaining, and yeah, you can have that belt for those guys to kind of show that they're of a certain stature. They're not, they're not bums. They're really good. They're not elite level fighters. Right. I I think it's it, it is a good idea. I'm not sure if that was Dana's idea or or what, but that that is a good idea and keep going with that theme. Masvidal, I understand him wanting to get a shot at the title. I mean, that's what you're, that's what you're in the business for, right? But like, like he said, I don't blame him for taking it, taking the fight on six days notice. But I also don't want to hear the excuse, right? Because that's all we're hearing today is, oh, you know, he didn't have a full camp. If he would have had a full camp, it would have been different. One, I don't think it would have been any different. Two, Usman didn't have a full camp to prepare for Masvidal either. Yes, he was trained the whole time for Burns, but that's a different type of fighter. 
Now he has a game plan for Masvidal on short notice. And you can see it in the fight. You know, he was a little hesitant on some of his takedowns and some of the things that he was doing because he wasn't preparing for Masvidal. So I think he played it safe, right? So, yeah, if, if they had to run it back, I actually think Usman would finish Masvidal. Yeah, yeah more prep time, it, it would just, it would just uh, widen the gap that's, that already exists there, the talent gap. That was probably Masvidal's best shot at beating Usman because, you know, it's the six days notice. He did take it a little, a little, he was playing it safe. And, you know, he could have gone in there and, and, you know, with one of those bursts, you know, got a lucky shot in, hurt him and, and, and try to finish the fight real quick. Yeah. yeah. If but- he has a whole full camp preparing for Masvidal, I don't, I don't think there's any shot. Yeah. But, but, but this is exactly why I don't like that taking these fights on short notice. You can do that with lower tier fighters, but if these are supposed to be fighters at the top of the sport, right? You know, don't, don't spend six days, one, for promotional reasons. You don't have enough time to promote it. Two, right. it's not enough time for those guys to prepare. Like, if Burns can't go, then he just can't go, man. Like, you got to throw in a, either a tune-up fight for, for Usman or just cancel that, that fight. You know, I didn't get a chance to get a storyline between Usman and, and like Mazadov. They like made it like a comic strip that you get on Sunday mornings. Well, some of y'all ain't gonna understand that, but they, <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's it's. I mean, it, it was like they fed us a real quick. Oh, these guys crossed paths before training at the same camp, and they don't like each other. Put them together, fight. Oh, Mazadov's the baddest dude, and Usman's a champion. But it was like. For the fan that doesn't know those guys, then you didn't build it up enough for them to get a grip, grip of knowing who they, you know, know which side they want to go with or whatever. Perfect example, when they marketed the Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor fight, Nate took it on a short notice, correct? Yes. Okay. They marketed that 200% out the room. Like everybody knew who, who was who. Everybody knew that there was a beef going on. Everybody... Yeah could feel the tension going up to that weigh-in. I remember I was, I don't know if I was at work or what, but I remember I was in front of a computer watching that YouTube live to see what was going to happen at that weigh-in because I knew one of them was going to pop off on both fights, you know? So they marketed that very, very well. I don't know why this one didn't get anything like that. Well, I'll tell you why. Yeah, well, the difference is, you know, Connor promotes himself, right? And... That fight was already going to do numbers, regardless of who Conor was going to fight. People were already going to pay to watch Conor fight. Right. When Diaz had to step in, it didn't change anything in terms of of people wanting to watch the fight. You know, uh, Diaz. You know, but Diaz has has a following. I'm sure he he added you know a, a few more views to to that pay per view. But people are already going to going to pay to watch Conor fight. And yeah. Connor knows how to sell the fight. I don't think that has anything to do with USC. I think it has to, has to do with Connor. Well, yeah, because you, you got to remember after that fight, you know, because he lost and you know, Connor was upset. And, you know, he came out and he said he's not doing that kind of promotion anymore because it was all on him. You know, right. Diaz, yeah. Diaz he, he, people love Nate. People love Nate, but Nate is not quick witted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's like Connor, Connor's feeding him lines and Nate's just like, man, whatever. Yeah, so what, he's, like, he's like, yeah, you gotta say something, Nate. 
Uh, Nate, so we're going to talk about money now, Connor. <laughs> All right, Nate, you can take a break. <laughs> and go get my coffee, mate. Hurry up with that coffee. I was like, yo, Nate, yo, get out of there, man. Get off the TV, man. <laughs> oh, I might watch that after we get off of this, man. <laughs> funny guy. He's, he's a real funny guy. He knows how to promote himself. Yeah. Yeah. But the UFC puts too much of that on the fighters themselves, right? Yeah. You know? Even even after this fight, um, they asked Masvidal what they talked about in Octagon, you know, and he was just saying, "Yeah, you know, we're just showing respect, and we're saying, you know, moving forward, we don't have to do the trash talking, you know, to to promote the fight. Let's just go in there and and just, you know, we can show respect. And we can, you know, we can go at it because even for Masvidal." he understands correctly so that, hey, I got to stand out. I got to do something. I got to be this character. And really, from what I understand, it's the same thing with Kobe Covington. You know, he, he's being the wrong character, but he understands I got to be a character to kind of stand out to, you know, to try to sell tickets. He's trying to play that bad guy with the whole MAGA thing, you know, and it's working because, you know, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. But but they, I think these guys recognize USC is not going to do anything to promote me. I got to do something to stand out on my own. And I, I think even with Masvidal, he understands now, too, that that takes away from me preparing for these fights because he wasn't ready. No, he, he wasn't ready. Um, he, he, he even alluded to that in the way in how he had to drop 20 pounds in a few days. Well, well, he got mad and told told people it was 19 because he wanted to be, be people to be correct. OK, so, well, 19, 15 pounds, that's a lot of weight to drop to make weight. Right. And yeah, I'm sure, you know, you got all the liquids in you, you got your food in you, you came into the fight heavier and you probably, he probably thought that was going to be an advantage. You know, no. I'm coming in bigger than this dude and I, I'm going to come in here and knock him out. No, not even. This dude, no. this dude, this dude, listen, this dude's wrestled for all of his life. If you know how wrestlers go, they, they'll be 200 pounds one, one week and then they'll drop down to their 180 pounds to get it and get in their ring or whatever. So that's so that weight had nothing to do with it. I was going to say this real quick. Did you know that Mazeldov's promoting for that? They ran his old feet pretty much from his documentary pretty much the whole time for people to like get a feel of what he was. The old feet that they ran when he was fighting Nate Diaz, I believe. If you watch it, then you'll see it because it has him working in that same Miami gym and running the same track that he did before uh, when they were showing it earlier. And I, I, I like I picked up. I was like, oh, they didn't even really. I mean, they gave a little bit of promotion. That's it. So they were, so they were putting it on him pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So um, we covered we covered everything. What's um, the next event is going to be Miocic and and Chromier three. Wow. Oh, hold yeah. on. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's one that they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's there's one in three three or four days. There's three. I think three more events before yeah. Miocic and and Cormier, but they're not good. There's a what's this? Robert what's Whitaker that? versus uh, Darren Till. That's be yeah, oh, they're, yeah, they're not good. So, I mean, I mean, they're fights that okay. I mean, I, I, you don't mind watching them, but they're not they're not big cards. No. Well, well, you know, I wanted they were talking the Stylebender or whatever his name is, Stylebender versus Adesanya. Is he Adesanya? Yeah, yeah, Adesanya versus the, the kid that fight. Uh, the kid that fought. Um, Paulo Costa. Costa. Yeah. Yes. Him. What yeah, I'm not sure if they have a date for that yet. Well, they're, they're going to be the coaches on the, the next Ultimate Fighter. So I think they're trying to shoot for like August. They still do Ultimate Fighter? 
uh, they're bringing it back for them too. But okay, it's gonna be so really- I, okay. So what do you think about that? I mean that matchup. I mean, Cost and yeah, that dude was walking through uh, old boys' punches the last fight I was watching. That like the other fight they showed the other day. Yeah, I think it's gonna be an exciting fight, but I think that's probably Adesanya has seen that type of fighter before. You know, right, the big power yeah. puncher, the pressure fighter. I right. think he knows how to deal with it, and I don't think Paulo Costa he ever he's ever fought anyone like Adesanya. So yeah. I think yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Adesanya finished him. Like in, yeah, no, you know, I, like I later rounds. That. I agree with that. Like he he's gonna he's gonna do like he did with Romero. Uh, and he'll stay out of the way of the power. Mm-hmm. I, I think Costa will be more aggressive than Romero was because yeah, right. how could you not be? Yeah. But yeah. He'll, he'll stay out of the way of the power. He'll wait for him to, to get you know either frustrated or, or a little bit gassed, and then he'll go to work on him. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious how the ultimate fire is going to play out. You know, because they're both kind of <laughs> they're pretty cringy, both of them. So I can see, I can see the the trash talking being kind of funny. You don't don't like the style bender. (laughs) I like watching him fight, but when he's trying to talk smack, light work, man. Like I feel like when he's talking smack, it's like he's battle dancing or something. (laughs) 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 He's spinning around his neck and doing all that. I'm like, man, get in the ring and do that little celebration, like the little Pokemon (laughs) celebration. What was it? He rolled the ball out. He caught caught one of the one of the things. Like, yeah, hey, listen, go ahead and do that in the ring. I don't, I want to hear him talking about so I want to see. <laughs> you know, back to that Masvidal fight, I'm surprised he didn't come out with a flying knee. I feel like – I feel like he should have. I'm not. Look, you know, the flying knee – so the way uh, the way Usman comes out, he kind of crawls yeah. a little bit, right? So that's too low to try to do a flying knee, right? If he's trying to run and, like, you know, knee him on the ground, that's one thing, but it ain't – that puts himself at risk because he's already on the ground. And if he misses or Usman jumps up and, and, and kind of tackles him a little bit, then he's on, he, you know, he's in a, in a bad position. So running and, and trying to do a flying knee, it look that, yeah, that will work on Ben Askren. That will work on maybe Diaz or, you know, one of those fighters, but you're at the top level now. That's not going to work on, on a Usman or even Burns, you know, or even even at Edwards. I think he thought about it though, because in the beginning he had like his arm draped over the cage, like mm-hmm. he was kind of setting himself up to, and then Usman kind of crowded him real quick, and then he was like, "All right." The, the thing about it too is like, yeah, it worked <laughs> on Ben Askren, right? But if they fought a thousand more times, it would never work again. It was luck. It was luck that he landed that and knocked him out. It was amazing to watch. He he tried it. He tried it again in the fifth round. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was amazing to watch yeah, at the at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what what's gonna happen ninety nine times out of a hundred is you're going to miss and you're gonna be in a bad spot. Yeah, and you can't do that against yeah. a fighter like Usman. Even though he did get taken down like thirty seconds into the fight, but yeah, the first round was pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this about about Masvidal. He has excellent um, takedown defense. Mm-hmm. It, it was hard for Usman to get him on the ground. Yeah, he didn't get him on the ground until like later on in the fight. Yeah, but Usman was persistent. Right. Yeah, but the other part of that too is he got him up against the cage, and Jorge had no problem being there apparently because he never tried to get off the cage. Yeah. So they say, "All right, well, we'll just do this then. I'll hold you here. You know, I'll hit you with all these body shots that you're not, you know, you're not trying to get out of the way of. I'll stomp your feet. I'll hit you with my shoulder, and then you know, after after you've had." two, two and a half minutes of rest, you know, you can, you can run away real quick, throw a combination, then we'll come back to the cage. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think if they fight again, honestly, man, it's going to look, it's going to look the same because 
yeah, he'll have more cardio, but he's going to spend that cardio trying to get out of these holes, get, you know, mm-hmm. get him, you know, get out of, out of being pinned to the ground. And that's just going to wear on him. And I think Usman will just take him down even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think Usman would even be up to, I mean, like, be pumped up to try to go at it again with him? I felt like yeah, he already said he had no problem. Usman's the type of person when he says I'll fight anybody, he will fight anybody. Okay. He's one of those people who just he he just waits for Dana to to throw a match in front of him and he says, Okay, I'll go do that match. Uh-huh. So I don't think he has a problem fighting anybody. Mm. I think they should definitely they should definitely make that Burns fight again for yeah. later in the year. Yeah. But um, you know, hopefully Burns he uh recovers from uh, you know, COVID. Quickly and healthily, you know, he he does still have it, uh, and his 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 team has it too. But right. I think Colby Covington versus Masvidal would be another good potential fight, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of this. They already have that beef established, so they can the UFC can definitely you know promote that. That's the least likable main event I've ever heard. Maybe not main event, maybe <laughs> a co-main, you know, and put something else on the main event, but because it wouldn't be for a title shot, right? So they, they probably wouldn't even. Maybe like a fight night or something, but I'm just saying there are a couple of jackasses. That's all. Like, I don't, you know, Masvidal's entertaining. The other dudes are racist. So it, yeah, I just. But it will sell. It, yo, it will. It, it will for sure. Oh, oh yeah, of course, it, it definitely will. Oh, that's kind of that's what it, it boils down to. You know, if they can promote it or not, or people will tune in. People will tune in. They will tune in. It, it will sell. It, I, you know, I will watch it. But that division is very competitive. You got Burns. That should be the next fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you got um, Leon Edwards. That, that's another potential fighter right there. And I mean, also right now, well, I mean, I guess it hasn't hasn't actually been signed yet. But you got to figure out what you're doing with Woodley. Woodley, oh, yeah. Man. Well, Woodley, Woodley was in the studio rapping like a week ago. He, he got a new single that's about to drop. So yeah, this this next fight for Woodley is going to really um, determine what should what he should do with yeah. with, with his career because it looks like he's done. But it could just be one of those things where he just hit a wall. He need a he need a little time off, and then he can he can bounce back. Well, it, that's why I thought after the Usman fight, you know, I thought him coming back against Gilbert Burns, you know, this would be his his performance. You know, he was talking up the fight, saying like, you know, the best he's ever felt, and then he got dominated for twenty five minutes. Yeah, because Burns is a really good fighter, right? And this is this is why it's important to have tune up fights. It doesn't matter how good you are when you come off of a tough loss. And you, and you have a layoff, mm-hmm. you need to have a tune-up fight. A guy that doesn't really stand a chance against you, but he's just a game fighter. And you can work on some things so you know what's working for you, what you need to, to fine-tune to build a little confidence before you step up your level of competition. But Dana doesn't like to do that. So instead of him taking his first loss in however long, it's been, it had been years, right? Right, right. He had a, he had a little layoff after that. And you put him up against somebody who is trying to compete for a championship, right? right. So, that, of course, that's not a good look. Of course, he's not gonna he's, he's not gonna look that good. So, even with Covington, you, you know, Covington is a, is a is a pretty good fighter too. I think Willie needs to fight a, a lower tier fighter first, then move your way back up, and then see if if you still got it. Yeah, like, like I said, he needs a he needs a an opponent who's not a real threat necessarily because I mean, Woodley in in his last two fights more so uh, against Burns. I mean, you know the the, the Usman fight, he looked like he just kind of got dominated. Uh, he looked like he didn't really want to be in there against Usman. Uh, so that, that's that was my impression there. But against Burns, 
you know, uh, like you said, leading up to the fight, he was pumped. He, he sounded like he, he wanted it. He, he, he had something to prove. Yeah. And in, when he got in the ring, it just, he looks like he's having trouble pulling the trigger. Yeah. And you know, that could be, he's done or it could be, you know, he just needs to get a couple of easy fights and get his confidence back after he got beat by Usman. Yep. We'll see if Dana gives him any easy fights because, you know, Dana doesn't like him. So, yeah, you, know. you know, they might put him up there against, I don't know. Mom or his or kind. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what did he say about the Usman fight? I, I, I didn't get a chance to hear what he said. Did he trash talk Usman? Yeah. He left the, he left the arena immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really see any of his comments towards Usman. I don't know. I heard him, he was talking about uh, Paige Van Zandt a little bit. Talking about how she, Why? Got, she got smoked and maybe she should test free free agency. Yeah. I think he's a I just don't like the CEO of a comp of, of your company talking bad about your employees, man. Like yeah. talking bad about the fighters. You can comment on a fight and say it's exciting and all that stuff, but he's constantly bad mouthing his own fighters. Usually it's the good fighters. Yeah. Usually it's the black fighters. But <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's his, it's, his, it's his good black fighters that he's he's bad-mouthing. He did the same thing to Amanda Nunes. Yeah. Amanda yeah. Nunes. Oh, he doesn't respect her one bit at all. He did nothing. Yeah, I know. And, and, and all she is is the greatest female fighter of all time. <laughs> That's it. He, he was yeah. hurt when she, when she beat the brakes. I'm going to watch that one, too. Um, <laughs> when she beat the brakes of off old girl, I, I ain't lying. I'm going to turn it on as soon as we get done with this. I'm going to go watch that fight. Who, uh, Felicia Spencer? No, not Spencer. Shoot, well, like that. Rousey. You can add that one to the list too. I'm gonna watch that one also. Um, Rousey. 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 That's who yeah. was. Man, oh man. Oh, Dana didn't like that at all. Dana was upset. I love that. that. that that's the night too. that uh, that Twitter got filled with Jar Jar Binks memes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bink, I Bink, Bink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hadn't seen old Jar Jar in a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dana man. doesn't respect his great fighters, man, and. Look, we allude to it all the time. We think he has a problem with black fighters, you know, fighters of color, but particularly black fighters. I think Dana looks at it as they're just not as marketable, right? Well, he doesn't want to make it marketable. That's why. No, he, he doesn't. And he calls today on Twitter. You look on Twitter, you would swear Usman was the worst fighter in the world because he's boring and all he did was stomp on uh, Masvidal's feet and he just hugged them the whole fight, right? And they're comparing him to Floyd Mayweather. Like, that's supposed to be a disc. Floyd Mayweather finished his career undefeated. He's one of the greatest boxers of all time. And exactly. anybody that steps in the ring with him will, will tell you the same thing. Look, I just couldn't hit the man. Right. You know? So that's not, that's not a, a disc. But Dana White has drummed up a certain type of uh, fan base to where right. they feel like it has to be a bar fight every time two fighters step in the ring. And even Usman said it at, after the fight. He said, you know, why do you want us to go through all this training just so you can see a, a brawl. Where's the skill in that? Right. You know, like he's a skilled fighter. And if you're a true MMA fan, if you're a true MMA fan, you should be able to appreciate all aspects of MMA. If, if it goes to the ground, it's a ground, ground game. Don't start booing. That's part of MMA. You know, you, you wear that with pride when you compare that to boxing, right? right? Oh, well, they don't go on the ground. You know, it's a different game. You know, it's a different type of fight when it's on the ground. Yeah, it is. So why do you boo when you see it? You want to see stand-up fighters, then go watch boxing. Exactly. Yo, there was a point in one of the fights, I think it was Aldo, dude dude was kicking him, right? Mm -hmm. And Aldo, dude tried to kick back at Aldo one time, and Aldo 
was so quick with it, so skillful that he used his like the back of his heel to tap his like like to tap his calf, like uh uh-uh, uh stop that bing, like hit him yeah, like that. Yeah. I was like, yo, yo, look at that, yo. Like that's just like that's just beautiful the way he deflected that real quick and gave it right back to him. I thought it was. But that's that's MMA, like just those little intricate things, you know. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, I'm not as as well versed on all the ins and outs of MMA as, as Sadiq here, you know. Right, or, right, right, right. But you know, when I'm watching the fight, I can appreciate it. You know, I mean, I, I'm 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 more into boxing, but when I watch MMA, those little things. When I, when I look at those guys take it to the ground, mm-hmm. I, you know, I respect it. Oh, I respect yeah. it. I can look at it and say, man, this guy is really you know dominating, or he's really working it, or like like I said with, with Masvidal earlier, he's really good with his takedown defense. You yeah. know, I, I can respect that, but the average fan doesn't like that part of MMA. So if you don't like that, you're not. I can't call you a true MMA fan. You just you you like blood sport, right? Yeah, yeah. But isn't that what they want MMA to possibly be blood sport? Oh sure, Dana does. Dana wants because he's another one that doesn't respect the art. Yeah. Well, well, Dana's never fought a day of his life, also. So I mean, never, never. He's a coward, man. Say he's it again. A coward. Say it one more time. He's a coward. <laughs> as much trash talk as he does, I mean, he, he goes hard at people. He wants to shout down people. He wants to call people out. He wants to question somebody's, you know, somebody's heart. Right. But he'll never step in the ring with anybody. I mean, no. he, he, I mean they're trying to negotiate him getting in the ring with Dan Lebetard right now. Right, Dan, yeah, Dan Libertard, yeah, Dan Libertard. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Radio, radio host, no, Dan Libertard, the ESPN Lebitard. radio host, Dan Libertard, Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why are we doing this? What is this? Because Dan Libertard called him out for not paying his fighters. You, you know, he's close with Masvidal, right? And right, he, right, right. And he, and he's basically stuck, he was sticking up for all MMA fighters. He's just like, I don't think you, you paid them enough. Like, you need to pay your, your top fighters and he threw a hissy fit and they were kind of halfway joking but it turned into well let's let's get in the octagon and and, and settle it so they're really trying to set that fight up and i wow. find it funny because yeah dana white's all for that because he thinks dan lebatari is just this big fat guy that can't that can't move did right? dan try to play for the u i want to say he did no nah, he no nah, i don't think he I don't think he played any sports. I'm not sure. No, no, maybe he didn't. That's a, but that's another guy that's on. But you know, Dan. But but Dana White is all for that. He's all on board with that. But just weeks before that, Oscar De La Hoya called him out. Right? Uh, uh, Dana. Oh yeah. Did you see that tweet? I did not see that tweet. Oh yeah. He, he called uh, him a ha- he called him hashtag little bitch. Ooh. Right. Yeah, and he said, Dana, you, you put that hold on, talking, but you never laced him up. Sauce on it. <laughs> yeah, he said, he said, you do all this talking, but you've never, you've never stepped in the ring. You never laced it up, laced them up. He called him out. What, what was Dana's response? No response. <laughs> it's it's a it's a tale as old as time, as as they say, right? Like, I, I don't know, uh, Eric, if you saw on Twitter, you know, this was at the at the height of the the, the protests and everything. Police officer decided he was going to post a video. Oh, did you see in that? The, in, he, he, was in a, he was in a gym, you know, in a boxing ring. You know, mm-hmm. cut guy, you know, like, like works out a lot, trains in boxing. And he's on there. You know, I, I, I understand a lot. A lot of you guys think we're punks, you know, without the, without the badge and, and, and gun. How about this? How about I sign a waiver? <laughs> you sign a waiver. <laughs> and we get in the ring. And so he put, that, he put out that video calling everybody, you know, he's like, say he wants to fight these clowns. Who, who are running up on police officers and everything. Right. So professional boxer Devin Haney responded immediately. He's like, oh, I'll get in the ring with you. Get these hands. 
and we, we had a second video where <laughs> my man was, was unable to make eye contact, had some nice mellow music going on in the background. He's yeah. like, man, I don't know why y'all would want to fight. Yeah. Like, he, I didn't do anything to you. He went you from putting on some, some trap music in the first video to some, to some Brian McKnight in the first one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> talking so, about, listen, listen, if you're not a clown, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> yeah, he should have put a disclaimer out before putting it. Like, it should have been like little words, like right here, like at the bottom right here. Like, it should have been little words saying, uh, this does not apply to anybody who had to legally register their hands. He almost had a seizure when he tried to say professional boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't even get the words out. Professional fighters. Boxing for 300 years. But, you know, that dude showed up at the gym. He was like, No, but what the cop was trying to do was be a bully, right? He figured, look, I'm in great shape. I'm in here. I do a little boxing. I work out. I'm flexing the guns in the, you know, flexing my arms in the, in the, in the first video. Look, look, you know, y'all think we punks, you know, step in the ring. And he's, he's talking to just an everyday guy out there that's just, you know, that's just mind their own business. Yo, step, step in the ring if you got a problem with me. But when a professional fighter says, yo, come get this work, now he, he, he's snitching up, right? Now all of a sudden, like, well, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about those guys I want, I want to pick on every day. This yeah. doesn't apply to you, sir. Okay, so you can just keep on going. You go on, yeah. you go on to GNC and get your protein shake. I, I know which aisle it's in. Yeah. And that's I'm pretty much the guy that was getting his groceries that wasn't doing anything to anybody. That's who I'm talking about. Right, and and that's pretty much Dana White. Dana White w- wants to pick on, on, on people like he can pick on MMA fighters because they work for him and he knows he's got c- some control over their careers. Right. right. He wants to pick on radio hosts and and, and people that out there just doing a job because he feels like oh. I can bully Ariel Hawani. I can bully Dan Lebatar. Like, what are they going to do? But when Oscar De La Hoya, even though he's, you know, well past his prime, out of shape, Oscar De La Hoya says, hey, lace him up. Let's get in this ring and see what you got. Right. He don't want to talk about that. Uh, then all of a sudden it's, oh, well. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a bigger man. Like, that's childish. You know, why, why are we talking about It's that? not childish, Dana. If you consistently... You, like you come out with your little super tight t-shirts, you know, to make you look like you're super big and all that stuff, Mister mm-hmm. Bad Man, Bad Man. So get in the ring with Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to see you fight Dan Levitar. I want to see you fight De La Hoya. De La Hoya doesn't like you. You don't like De La Hoya. He's he said he's he's game. Right. And then, get in and, there. You're, you're they're close in age too. It's not like there's a big right, age difference. Close in age. And then also all of his MMA fighters that have stood up to him have always punked him. Connor did it to him live on TV at the press conference. Yeah. They smacked him in the interview. Even if he they smacked said, him? oh, well, it was for fun. No, that was on camera. So <laughs> what you say, dude. And I'm pretty sure there's some other guys that have like had their ways with Dana saying words. So Dana, man, get in the ring. I, listen, I'm not going to pay for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I will talk about it. Yeah. I promise that. So, but yeah, Dana, Dana. Can you put that on a, a UFC fight night? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it should be they like could a, do it. They could do pay per view. You know, and you get enough fans out that'll pay for it. Yep, Thursday night at seven thirty-seven. Tune in. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Just uh, before we wrap up here, we want to mention that we are currently running a uh, a giveaway for NBA Two K Twenty One, the Mamba Forever Edition. Uh, if you go to our Twitter account, that's LBHT Show. It's the pinned the the pinned tweet. Just follow and retweet to enter. You know, we're going to announce the the winner on July 30th, which is, you know, 
allegedly going to be the day the NBA comes back. We'll see if that actually happens. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, we're, we're thinking about doing some other giveaways. You know, if you're a UFC fan and you want us to do a giveaway for the new UFC 4 that they just revealed, you know, hit us, in the, hit us up in the comments and let us know. Yeah, comments. You can email us. Um, what was it? LBHT show at, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. You can email us. You can send us a tweet. There's all kinds of ways to contact us. Let us know your thoughts. And if uh, you guys want us to do that, yeah, we'll, we'll do a giveaway for that. So, but all right. You want, you, did you want to leave any, any other, uh, any other comments? Any last, last thoughts? No, I mean, I had a great time watching the fights last night. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next card. What, on Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, maybe, I'm not, I want to say it's the 15th. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe that'll, sure. that'll give us some storylines to talk about, you know, whenever the next time we do this. But, you know, I just, I'm a big fan of MMA, so it's always nice to hop on here and just talk about these events. All right, so, so, we do a, um, so, so we do a question of the show. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do one for, for this show. I mean, we talked about it already in the podcast, but let's, uh, let's post a question out there and let's give our thoughts. What's next for Usman and what's next for Masvidal? I'll go ahead and start it off here. Uh, next for Masvidal, I said I, I think it. I think it is going to be a Nate Diaz fight. I think you know he he promised him a rematch. He said promises made, promises kept. You know, and that's and that's his level. You know, Nate Diaz is one of the most hittable guys in MMA, and that's just that's that's where Masvidal needs to be. Um, Usman, you know, I'm 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 not sure. You know, you got Covington out there. You got Gilbert Burns out there. It should be Gilbert Burns. Yeah. I mean, this was his fight. They should just go ahead and, and whenever Usman is ready, get that scheduled. I'm not sure that Dan will do that. Um, I think if I, ha- if I have to guess, I'm going to say Colby Covington's going to be next. Mm. Okay. He's going he's gonna to try and play the great white hype, you know, and, and, and race baits into, into some pay-per-view buys. Interesting, good points. Um, I think for Masvidal, the Nate Diaz fight is there, but I don't think Nate Diaz will take that fight. I'm not sure if he's really, even really competing anymore. I just, I don't really see that as a fight that he would take. Um, I think Masvidal versus Covington, I think that'll happen at some point later in the year. Uh, Masvidal has already touched on that, that he definitely wants to fight him and that he will fight him at some point. So I think that makes a lot of fen- a lot of sense. And they can put Masvidal right back into the uh, the title picture if you can get a good win off of Covington. And then for Usman, it should be Burns. I agree with you. As long as Burns is healthy, you know, by the end of the year. But if not Burns, there's Edwards, who, who definitely deserves a shot. They actually – they offered him the fight before Burns, actually. But Edwards, he couldn't make it out of uh, England. Yeah, yeah. So right. they can, right. like, get through that. I think, you know, Edwards – could be next in line, but I think either Edwards or uh, or Burns, and maybe, maybe even McGregor. You never know. He might come out of retirement and just hop in the title picture and get a title shot. That's that's always a possibility. Yeah, those are those are my two picks. Yeah, those are. I mean, that is true. Um, I guess from Mazadov, man. I mean, it is just like just like everybody has been saying. He's either gonna have to fight Nate and possibly would could he fight Covington? Yeah, he could fight Covington. Yeah, so possibly either Nate or Covington. Me personally, being a Nate fan, I don't want to see Nate fight no more. He's already – I mean, he's taken too much. I don't think it would be any different if he fought Mazadoff again. I think Mazadoff would uh, – it would be hitting a rope-a-dope bag. Um, like, just like B said, Nate's very hittable. 
that fits for Mazadov's style pretty well, and he's stronger. So, I mean, I don't see that being a good look for Nate. Covington would be interesting. Uh, they both don't like each other. Covington's been running, apparently running around South Florida, scared of him, trying to mm-hmm. dodge him. So that would be interesting to see how that storyline would come up. I would love to see if Covington pulls the same thing that he did with Usman with the way he tried to market that. So I would wonder if he's going to do the same thing towards Jorge. So that would be for there. Uh, for Usman, I guess um, I would really like to see him go against Burns. Although Burns, he needs to be fine-tuned. But uh, after seeing what Usman did to Mazadov, and, and he's kind of a striker, and Burns strikes very similar in some ways, a little bit more better. But I think, I mean, the way I saw him eating punches, I don't know how much more Burns is going to hit harder, how much more harder he would hit. Right. So you'd really have to ask yourself, is this going to be another rag him against the cage, put him down on the ground? Now, Burns might have a good ground game. I'm not sure. Um, that would be interesting how that goes. But I think, I don't know, that would make for something interesting. And then, I don't know, maybe the guy that was over in London also, if he could get, get over here. If they Edwards, get, yeah. Edwards, if they get Edwards over here, that might be interesting. But then you got to ask, are they going to let him go back over? Because they say nobody from the U.S. is allowed to come over there right now because of the yeah. CV. So that'd be interesting. You said what? I was saying, Usman and Edwards, they fought already. Yeah, Usman already beat Edwards. Oh, did, they, did they? Okay. All right. Then, uh, I don't know. I, I I just like to see Edwards and, I mean, uh, Usman and Burns. And I would like, really like to see that one get down. Now, for for me, I, I think there's two possibilities for, for Masvidal. One is Covington, because I think that will sell tickets. The other is Edwards, because they already have some beef, right? Um, I can't remember what year it was when, um, when um, Masvidal – punched uh edwards uh that was last year yeah yeah he punched, he punched edwards backstage so oh, right and edwards did nothing well uh, you know he couldn't do anything i mean there's, there's a whole a whole crowd kind of separating the two of them that's not what i heard from some other ufc fighters yeah. what did you hear talk about it come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on man. I, I can't even remember which one it i'm was here for now. all that smoke <laughs> it was uh I, I can't remember which fighter it was uh but he just went on uh you know, he went on like Instagram Live or whatever, and was like, "Man, Edwards, Edwards better never talk trash to anybody ever again." Yeah, so <laughs> you, know, you, 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 can't, you can't open your mouth ever again if you let that happen to you. So, so yeah, so I mean, that's already that built-in beef. You can easily hype that up, right? Well, and and they naturally do do not like each other. Right. So those are two fights that that you could could sell. Um, but like we discussed. It's hard for, for Edwards to travel right now. So that one's going to be hard to do. So I would say Covington. However, the talk was Covington doing a fight with, uh, with Woodley right. next. So we got to see if he can jump that hurdle. Actually, no, it doesn't matter because it's, it's MMA. Even if, he, if, if Woodley beats the brakes off of him, they'll still put Covington with Masvidal. In fact, I think if Woodley beats him, it's more likely to be Covington and Masvidal, right? They both come off like losses. Like, I feel yeah. like Covington is like the guinea pig. For Dana's like little bidding to like, because Covenant tried to play that little, uh, he tried to wear that little hat trying to send some tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and, and I think he would do the same with Mazadov, and I think Dana likes that. So Dana, so Dana will put him up against all fighters that are obviously not really for that type of energy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. I think y'all are sleeping on a potential November. Uh, late October, early November election week matchup where uh, the, the MAGA superhero is going up against the Nigerian nightmare. Come on now. Uh, oh, yeah. Cause you know, oh, yeah. Cause you know, uh, 
what his son was there at the at the what at the last event. Who? Um, what uh, one of uh, the sons? Yeah. Uh, oh shoot! I ain't trying to give him no pub, so I ain't gonna say his name. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing that. But you know who I'm talking about. So. But yeah, uh, Usman, his next fight, I think will be. I, I think it will be Burns. Mm-hmm. I think it will be Burns. If if it is, I'd be. I would be upset for Burns because just because you got sick doesn't mean you you lose a a title shot. All right. Um, so it I, shouldn't mean that. It shouldn't mean we'll that. See. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I think it'll be Burns. If he beats Burns, then I think I, I don't think he, he's gonna fight coming to next. I think if Masvidal wins his next fight, it will be a rematch. It'll be it'll be Masvidal and and Usman too. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah. So my next so my prediction for the next fights: Usman takes on Burns, Masvidal takes on Covington. Okay. But all right, I think we can uh, end it there. So. I know we did the the picks for the fight. Did you end up, you know, tallying them up? Don't don't, uh, don't try and bring up the see. tally. Just because listen, <laughs> even got no points because I think I went White got in that press and conference and said that listen, that judging was not listen. Like, I, listen, Holloway won that fight. Regardless. Let me tell y'all something. I don't care about what the tally is about the fight. I'm gonna go ahead and shut this now. So y'all go ahead there. See. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last time I checked, I went five and zero last night. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. So, last time I checked, I told you, yeah, I told you it was the first game. event, and we we're gonna keep a running tally. So it doesn't really matter what the score is after one night. I picked everybody to win. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, <laughs> except Paige Van Zandt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> except, except Paige. Yeah, yeah. She'll win in like I don't know, like whatever acting she's gonna do or whatever she's trying to pursue. She need to go ahead and do that if she's doing. Instagram modeling or whatever it is, marketing. I don't know what it could be. Yeah, man, look, good, good for her. Like they don't, they treat their fighters like dirt. And if you can make money yeah. doing anything else, yeah. why yeah, would matter. you? Yeah, why would you? I mean, you know, Paige, go ahead and move on. Like we know that she was fighting early in the days. We know you ain't got that in your heart no more. It's all yeah. good. Ain't, ain't nobody gonna look at you different. You, and she, and she's smart. She tapped out quick. She's like, yo, before you start punching on me, just <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna put my arm out here. You put, you put me in the arm bar, and I'll tap out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't want to get that face touch. Mm. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were like 20, 25 seconds in. She was like, whoa, you got me. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie, I fell into that one. <laughs> right. All right, y'all. Uh, e, as usual, thanks for joining us. Of course, man. I appreciate, appreciate having you on. Guys. Thank you, guys. And we're going to, you know, we'll be back here soon because Fight Island continues and we're going to cover that. That ain't no Island. That's Fight Warehouse, man. They are <laughs> Frito Warehouse. They give them a bag of Frito chips with one of them little quarter waters. Listen, you don't know about that. They really stuff. needed to do something to make it stand out. It looked like any other fight, man. I was like, four days to listen to the feedback. All right, geez, so. man. This is horrible. Like I swear, listen. I thought it was going to be on an island. I was, I was excited to see something beautiful. Instead, I saw something inside of a warehouse, man. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I don't know if any of y'all watch wrestling. One of their recent pay per views, like they, they had a little gimmick match at the. I mean, they're all gimmick matches, but they had one. Uh, it was a little unorthodox right at the end. They had it was six men and six women. Right, they were like, uh, I think it was a Money in the Bank type match where they were, they were at WWE headquarters. They dropped all twelve of them off, and they were just like, yo, the first people to get to the roof and get this briefcase win, right? And it, you know, it, it was they had like little skits and everything in there. But like when when he first said Fight Island, that is what I was picturing. <laughs> like I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I'm, I'm, I'm in my head, it was dropping them off on the island, and there's like four, five, six fights going on on the beach all at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, 
Nah. I mean, he got us, man. Well, no, he almost got me, boy. <laughs> thank you, thank you for answering phone call. Thank you for answering. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I ain't putting nothing else out there. But yeah, he, he almost got me because I was for sure like, yeah, man, I'm gonna go ahead and get my got my water. I got my chicken pot pie. <laughs> you know, I'm about to get ready to go on this UFC. Then it said it was, it said it was eighty-five dollars. I was like, what? $85? <laughs> I'm like, hold up. I got a membership. How y'all gonna? They said you need to add a membership and then you gotta pay for the pay per view. I was like, no, 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 no. I got a membership. So when I went in and looked, I was like, scratch this. I was logged in. Then it said 64. And I was like, they don't piss me off because they because they tried to get me the first time. Yeah. So I ain't, uh, y'all. And that, that's another thing, too. Well, I, well I'm a, this, this is a bonus question for your MMA fans out there, for your USC fans out there, your hardcore fans. You just dropped sixty-five to eighty-five dollars on this fight. You gonna spend another sixty-five to eighty-five on the Miocic and uh, Cormier fight next month? That's mm-hmm. next month. That's a lot of money. It's expensive being a, a USC fan. That's a yeah, dude. That's enhanced like unemployment yeah. runs out this month. Wait, so. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So that's you know you gotta make some some business decisions. Yeah, and, you know that's a big fight. I want to see that one. We, we are gonna see that one because you know. You ain't paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my baby. <laughs> yeah, let us know your thoughts, man. We're going to sign off. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Lunch breakers and takers. If you like what you hear, you can go to anchor.fm slash LBHT slash support and support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. You can also support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.lbhtshow.com. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LBHT Show. And thanks for spending your lunch break with us. We'll see you next time.